previously on My Best Friend's Journal. You got caught by security bringing him breakfast in bed. We literally had security chasing us down the hall. You say calm. Calm. Calm? Like C-O-M? Qualms about like... I have qualms with that. And then you went out to Planet and CC Blooms? Planet and CC Blooms. Mm-hmm. CC uh, Bloom sounds Scottish. Quote unquote, prepared in a Starbucks bathroom. Are you, by preparing, do you mean douched your butthole? I prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Tina Fey in her book makes a joke about the worst things in the world happen in Starbucks bathrooms. An electric cellist oh, who. Oh my God, it was the same person. Electric it was cello? an electric cellist. Really? Yes, I swear to God. She made love to her cello. Uh huh. Michaela was so drunk, fell over outside, and <gasps> some people come in and we're like, hey, uh, does the girl sleeping on the lawn belong to you guys? <laughs> Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? This shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past It's called my best friend's journal Let's start this damn podcast Let's sing this name a little longer first It's someone's favorite podcast Yes, and The world's greatest Hi, Mike. Hey, Cam. How are you? <laughs> ah! <laughs> you seem chipper. I'm good. I'm I'm like three quarters of the way through my through my basic venti. It's great. <laughs> Your basic venti. It's not an iced coffee, so you're not a power gay. Power gay? Yeah, that's like a it's a bit of a stereotype among like people that like 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 AirPods and a venti iced coffee. <laughs> it's oh. like like a power sure. gay. <laughs> power gay, but it's. There's already power associated with another gay term. Oh, sure, yeah. You are a power bottom. You're just not a power gay. Okay, Mom, I guess this episode's over already for you. (laughs) You can work on that. Uh, I'm not a power bottom. I wish. Like, I would love to just be able to... Yep. (laughs) Hermetically seal myself. (laughs) Just Um, swallow a dick. Yeah, I can't do that. It takes takes effort. I mean, most people, it takes effort. But, like, some people can just, like, sit on it and go and, like, are always ready to go. I feel like most of those people, what we're seeing is porn where people have already been, like, warmed up and it just looks like they're taking it. You can't. Very few people, I think, can go from zero to 60 when it comes to the butt. That is true. But (laughs) there was that uh, guy we've already mentioned in here. Um, the other guy that was fucking Argentina uh-huh. was one of those guys, always ready, never had to douche, nothing could just sit on a dick anytime, anyplace. Uh, and did. It was super inappropriate. That's a gift from God. <laughs> <laughs> he had a reputation a about him. Uh, you went on a date. I did. You probably don't want to talk about it on the podcast, do you? <laughs> uh, in this case, I don't, I don't think. Okay, that's okay. Uh, some things should be only yours until maybe we read about it's it just, in the journal. Yeah, seven years from now. <laughs> we get there. I love that you think it's going to take us seven years. At this clip, we're going to be there That's by like true. 2021. I, uh, I calculated that the episodes based on the, the rate at which we are going. And we're looking at about two years worth of episodes to catch up to today. But don't worry, listeners, we have... We have plans beyond the journal. Oh, we sure do. Also, and that's to catch up to today. In two years, you're going to have two years more journal. That's true. And also, some I 
know now that there's going to be some entries that are going to take a whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> so don't worry, guys. We got plenty of this trash coming your way. I always want to make a joke when you say entries. <laughs> because um, We usually do. I know. I'm going to. Uh, just not this time. Uh, but the date went well. There was a second date? Question mark. There was a second date. Will there be a third? There will be a third. Okay, great. I'm going to stop asking questions now. The only thing I will say about this date was that he had heard the entirety of our podcast. On the first date? No, 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 no. Um, the first date, I obviously talked about it because I have nothing else going on in my life. <laughs> <laughs> How yes, cool. you do. <laughs> so what do you up to? Podcast, 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 <laughs> podcast. So I was talking about it, obviously, and I was like, well, it's, I said, you're welcome to listen to it if you want to, but also it's a lot of details about me and it's just a kind of a strange thing. I don't, I have not dated anybody who's known my entire history before. It was crazy. He, I mean, it's my journal, you know? Yeah. It's an unforeseen kind of consequence of being a podcaster. Of being a podcaster. Being a podcaster. <laughs> Sounds so of, douchey. Of ha- There's no good way to talk no, about there, podcasting. There really isn't. It is an unforeseen consequence of having a podcast that you're going to talk about so much personal stuff. And then when you meet new people, if they have listened to the podcast, it's like you've, you've already explained yourself to them. There's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to be like, hi, nice to meet you. Oh, you already know everything about me. There's a Jay Brandon lyric. You like the guy on your iPod, not the guy in your bed. You like the guy on your iPod, not the guy in your bed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> super obscure. <laughs> but I feel like we probably have a crossover demographic with those Jay Brandon listeners. Sure. I explicitly told him I would not talk about him on the date. Wait, we're talking about the second date now. Like he listened between he, the Oh, yeah. So he listened um, after we had talked about it. He drives a lot, so he had time. And he... You listen to all the episodes? Yeah. That is impressive. It is. Also, he must be interested because maybe hard to listen to all that about someone who you're just getting to know. Like, that's a decision he made as well to be like, I'm going to learn all about this Totally. Guy. I mean, it is it is weird no matter what angle you look at it. It's weird for my mom who knows me very, very well to listen to it. And it's weird for a new person to listen to it no matter what. Giving anyone all this kind of personal info is like... Sure. Which I guess is kind of the whole uh, premise of the show, huh? <laughs> Oversharing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was just strange when we'd talk about something and be like, oh, yeah, you're, you know, is your, is your hand cramping up or whatever? And I'd be like, what? How do you? Oh, right. Yeah, you know my full history. <laughs> Including medical conditions. And it's just as bad for you. You've had a lot of your family and your in-laws specifically listening to, I'm going to say some pretty personal stories about you. <laughs> I was trying to describe this to my brother-in-law. So we were in Iowa uh, at Why? the end of last week, uh, two reasons. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> two reasons. That's where my in-laws live. But also, we planned it around the Iowa State Fair, which is oh, the it's an uh, event. It is quite an event. Uh, they they very proudly boast that they have the best state fair in the land. I is will in- neither confirm nor de- deny that, but it is. Uh, because I've not been to all of them, <laughs> but no, it, should, we, <laughs> should we do a tour of all the state fairs? I don't know that we need to, uh, but it is a great state fair and, uh, it's a fun thing to do with the family. And so we go back and do that when we can. It's my husband's very dearest, uh, childhood memory. So his dearest friend is the Iowa state fair. <laughs> it's his best friend. We have to go back and see him. I, um, uh, I've only been to Des Moines, but I love Des Moines, so I shouldn't disparage Iowa. Yeah, it's a, it is a very, it's a, it's a nice little city. I, I really in, enjoy visiting it. Des Moines only for your wedding. <laughs> You're yeah, my only connection. Where we got married. Uh, the first state in the union to legalize gay marriage. Thank you very much. What? Yeah. That is shocking. I know. Very progressive. Although it used to be very progressive, it's turning from a blue slash purple state very rapidly into a red state, which <sighs> is uh, scary and sad for me. But anyway, that's not the point. 
I was trying to describe to my brother-in-law um, how strange it is to um, to talk to people after you've put this podcast out because for you and I, we're just having a conversation in a room together, the two of us, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and it's two best friends chit-chatting and it feels very natural to talk about two really personal best stuff. <laughs> 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 Thank you. <laughs> Living up to your reputation. Um, and then we, you know, we, we put it out into the world and then like all, you know, I roll up to Iowa and everyone's like asking me about all these very everyone being my in-laws they're asking me about all these things we talked about i'm like oh god my sisters-in-law in particular have been listening and taking notes it would seem because they keep they keep asking questions about uh well there was a lot of questions about um migraines in your butthole uh that was a a choice quote of mine that i allowed out into the universe oops um but they are really enjoying it we so i said we went to the fair it was eight adults. We had we had a parking pass for one car, and so all eight of us crammed into uh, my in laws <laughs> Honda Pilot, and we're I'm like in the, crammed Clown in the back car. seat. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, eight people all just like chit chatting, and my sister in law, hi Annie, she's been begging for a shout out. So there you go. She she hey, Annie. she quieted down the whole. Hi Kate as well. Hi Kate, Annie. I've got a quick <laughs> question. Will or will not the sun come out tomorrow? She'll let you know. I'm going to cut that. (laughs) Um, She quieted down the whole car and pressed play on her phone, and she had queued up our theme song. (laughs) She wanted us all to sing along. Like Calvin Harris's remix. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, The hit 10-second song by Calvin Harris. Uh, but anyway, they're listening. They're asking questions. It is sometimes uh, awkward for me, but they are very sweet about it. That just curious mainly. Like, yeah, uh, this is a uh, actually my other sister in law, Kate. She uh, said I was giving her an education. With oh, this well podcast. done, Kate. <laughs> Do you think that the fact that we know that people are listening is altering how we behave and what we say? Uh, I don't think so because I keep being, I keep finding myself shocked that people have heard me. <laughs> these things i still yeah, so there's there's still. yeah I'm, I'm lulled into this false sense of security by sitting in this room with you it's i mean it's my house my best friend right but you know a conversation that we're having and then like here everyone listen to this private conversation it's a bizarre behavior honestly but i've been asked a lot whether or not i am altering how i write in my journal now oh yeah and which is fair uh it is fair and i've i think i've been asked like five different times and it's a interesting question i have not actually consciously altered what I'm writing um, because a I really just want to document my life that was mm-hmm. kind of where it began um, but B we I don't know people are like are you writing are you trying to write funny things now and I'm like no because sometimes the funny stuff is just me being stupid or like me not knowing that it's funny in hindsight yeah absolutely I feel like you write most of it with uh, very you're kind of dispassionate about your writing in that you're just like this it's is factual. how I felt this is yeah. what I did um, and that's what makes it interesting because uh, then you can try to remember how you felt about those things and <laughs> I mean that's what's fun for me and I always think I'm definitely gonna remember everything I'm like oh I'll write this down this word will trigger me I'll know what I mean and how often am I like I have no idea what the fuck that is or uh-huh. who that is <laughs> but I'm very confident in the moment that it's gonna be fine for instance um, we had a, a reach out about a huge... A reach around. We had a reach around <laughs> about my memory lapse, which is super shameful. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. From a couple of weeks ago when we completely glazed over some gay history. Yeah. I, we, I gave myself like 
a bunch of clues in the journal and we both missed it all together. What are we talking about? <laughs> uh, CC Blooms, which we both, we've discussed this at length, but we both have a little bit of history with. And I read it. I, I don't know what was going on. Real I, quick. It was, we, I mean, it, people probably don't remember because it was such a brief second. We were just like CC Blooms and Planet. Some places I went in, in Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, and CC Blooms and Planet are both gay bars. CC Blooms, I think for a long time, was the only gay bar in Edinburgh. Um, and I remember it because Margaret Cho years ago, I was obsessed with her. She was the first like kind of like uh, alt gay comic that you know really I don't know. She was kind of a shock comic, and I gay? loved her. She's bi, oh. um, and she is very connected to the gay community. And um, anyway, she has this bit in an old stand up special about how she was in Edinburgh and she was the only gay bar in Edinburgh, and it's called CC Blooms. And CC Bloom, as we both know now, is. The name of Bette Midler's character mm-hmm. in the movie Beaches. A gay icon. Yeah, a gay Both icon. Both Bette Midler and the character and the movie. Uh-huh. I saw it many times growing up. I loved it. I love Beaches. It's been a, a very long time, obviously, because it wasn't on the brain. Why were you watching Beaches as a child? My I, mom. My mom oh. gave me the best gay stuff. Uh, I watched Roseanne because of her, which is now unfortunate. Like, fuck you, Roseanne. Mm-hmm. But also, it was funny in the day. Yeah. Um, and Beaches as well. Lots of uh, Golden Girls, too. My mom yeah. loved what is now iconic gay uh, cinema <laughs> <laughs> content. Gay iconic content, content, yes. Yeah, uh, I completely miss speeches, although my mom was obsessed with Steel Magnolia, so I wasn't without a gay education. But uh, the I, I've never seen Beaches to this day. But I should know it's in the zeitgeist enough, uh, the gay zeitgeist. Uh, there should be a word for that. The Zeitgeist? I, <laughs> well, we'll Zeit, keep workshopping. Zeitfist? Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. It's... You know okay. what? Tweet at us a better I looked, option. I was really proud of myself for that one, but never mind. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I just go, mm. So I've been to CC Blooms because I was walking through Edinburgh one time and I was like, oh my God, that's the gay bar that Margaret Cho was talking about and totally went in and <sighs> didn't notice it in your journal. And then you forgot that you had been out to the gay bars. We spent how long talking about the fucking casino? That oh my you God. Went to? Yeah. The off track betting. <laughs> the stupidest shit. I got food with some person I don't remember, but I skipped the gay bar I went to. I, I go to like one gay bar in this journal and we completely glazed over it. So. Um, Apologies, everyone. Yeah, especially at uh, Rob Browatsky on Twitter. He was really disappointed in our specifically <laughs> said it bothers me that at MBFJ podcast doesn't seem to know that CC Bloom is Bette Midler's Beaches character. Does no one teach young gays anything? <laughs> oh, he's calling us young though. That's kind. Know, sweet. Um, <laughs> my mom tried. I'm just a bad student. Sorry, Rob. Uh, also, he's one of our like ten followers on Twitter. You guys were trying. Shh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> trying to up our Twitter game. Hey, help. Uh, are you ready? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blank stare. Mike almost ruined our entire recording session this week by leaving the journal at home. I did leave it at home. But he I... remembered at the last minute. But he normally makes me lock it in the safe, but he brought it home last week for some editing purposes. And, and also because I just don't trust Cam anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I've done to lose your trust in this situation. Will you please give it to me? Give it to me. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Okay. <laughs> give me the journal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So we're going to pick up on September 13th. I will remind you that we just passed September 12th, which is my birthday that you did not care about. So I care, just not a lot. (laughs) I don't really care either. Happy birthday. Uh, September 13th, 2013. Limoncello tasting in Sorrento. Limoncello is that uh, delicious lemon liqueur Mm -hmm. in Italy. Uh, You bought some for your family to share at Christmas. That was sweet of you. Did you have a lot of extra luggage room to be carting liquor around? Um, I did fine with my luggage yeah it's like very heavy to bring those i brought a couple bottles of wine as well um michaela on the other hand in the airport 
<laughs> she had so much stuff for her family too. So just, you know, we're collecting shit from all over. Yeah. Europe. And no she, one thought to like ship at home at some point. We though? shipped stuff too. This oh, was, okay. we were overwhelmed with things. Her bag threw up and she threw out like tons of clothes and shit. Just like just threw it away. Garbage. <laughs> oh, it was no. a pair of boots, I think. <laughs> but my limoncello made it all that hassle. And then, uh, I think we had like one sip of limoncello and then it stayed in a freezer for like two years. Mm-hmm. Right? As limoncello does. Yeah, nobody yeah. actually wants it. It's just more fun to say. Like, yeah. We've got limoncello if anyone cares. Uh-huh. Nobody cares. Oh my God. This is how lame my parents are. Uh, I remember I went to Italy. It was the first time I had been to Europe uh, and I was on a trip with my high school Latin club. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Latin. I was that cool. Wow. <laughs> it's like Latin in high school. Um, but I think special I, breed of kid that takes Latin. I mainly took it because, well, first of all, they said it would help on my SATs. Uh, that was like the big selling point. But also I knew Latin club went to Italy every two years and my sister had gone to Italy. So oh. I was going to get to go on that trip. So I went. Also, Latin has probably helped you with your, you're very good at Jeopardy. I'm sure that comes in handy. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, root words. Um, <laughs> I went to a lot of places in Italy, including Sorrento, and people brought home limoncello because, like, you could buy it there mm-hmm. even as, like, 16-year-olds, I think, because, first of all, it's Italy and no one fucking cares. People drink wine with dinner from, like, age 12. Um, and so people were bringing home uh, limoncello for their family, like, for their parents. You know, it was, like, a, a nice thing to do. And it was encouraged for people to do, you know, um, like... It, yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun yeah. souvenir that you can. Enjoy. Even though it was a school trip, no one was like getting drunk on limoncello. That sure. would be yes. hard to do. Um, and this was probably 2003, and so everyone had taken rolls and rolls of film, and we had all gotten our photos developed. And so everyone was coming over to my house after the trip to kind of regroup and oh, look wow. at everyone's photos. And That's you know, a thing. it doesn't happen anymore. I know. So one of the girls came over, and she had brought home a bottle of limoncello for one of the other girls that was oh. coming, and so she brought it to give it to her, so she gave it to her parents. And my dad like yanked me out of the room uh, while we were all looking through. He was like, why is this here? And it was liquor. I'm like, Lemoncello. calm down. He didn't know what it was, but he calm down. <laughs> okay. Real quick. <laughs> On that note, uh, your, your inability to say ALM. I was listening to one of our earlier episodes and you say the word qualm like 14 times and you say qualm like Q-U-O-M. You're like, I have no qualms with that. I'm like, it's qualm. I'm screaming at my headphones. But you really, you do it with every word, like A-L-M. Like, how, how well, would you say, like, uh, like the middle of your hand or the tree? What I do have qualms with is the fact that I said qualm 14 times. What need did I have to say qualm <laughs> so often? Uh, palm. Palm tree. Like a pom-pom? Pom-pom. Palm tree. Same word. Oh, man. That, that's tough you for You say me. peen, pin. What do you say? <laughs> I do not say pee. <laughs> tin. Teen. I say pen and pen. That's uh, okay. That's the, that's the same word to me. Anyway, yeah. yes, I have been called out both by you and by some Twitter trolls. <laughs> <laughs> not even trolls, just people paying attention to the fact that you say, what was But I have word? a speech impediment. Calm. <laughs> calm. Oh, calm down. Uh, anyway, my dad, so lame. Limoncello. Back to that. Uh, oh, I have a question, though. <laughs> Lord, go on. Was Michaela, were they just going to charge her for a heavy bag, or were they like, your bag is literally too heavy to go on this airplane. You have to throw things out. Whatever the case was, she had no option but yeah. to, to gut her bag. I mean, just nice things in the garbage hanging out. That's so sad. They should so have a, uh, like a donation at all those things, because people be are idea. constantly repacking bags. I do have a friend, uh, when, we went, when I lived in Korea, he was one of the... Uh, 
people that I worked with, we were trading stories one time about like our journey over because we all overpacked. We're moving to Korea for a year. No one knows when in your early twenties, mm-hmm. no one knew how to pack light, you know, for that year. And he got up. He's also one of the, I won't, don't want to say cheapest people I know, but he's a fucking penny pincher for sure. And is that any better? I don't want to say cheap, but a penny pincher. <laughs> I think it is. I don't know why. Um, but he got up to the gate when he was checking his bag to move to Korea and they told him he was way overweight. And so just like him <laughs> and also your bag is a little heavy. <laughs> so he proceeded to pull out all these shirts from his bag and he wore them all on the plane. He wore like 15 shirts just so we didn't have to pay. I don't know what it is for an over, uh, overweight bag, but it's probably a lot of money. A hundred bucks or something. Oh, anyway. So entry one. Uh-huh. Halfway through entry one. Um, so you had good cheap pizza with Michaela Kick and Elizabeth Casino. She a dealer at the casino? Elizabeth Casino must have been. Can't even picture her face. Okay. Wow. That's crazy. I had a meal with someone who like, do you think there's a lot of people in your past that you've had meals with? That I couldn't, that yeah, picture. absolutely. I can't tell you the number of times I've been to meals like with Peter, you know, like a, a friend is in town or a friend of a friend mm-hmm. and we've sat down and had a perfectly lovely meal. Like that would be great to see that person again. Couldn't pick him out of a lineup at this I point, you know? That. I'm like, if, if every person I ever had a full conversation with was lined up in front of me, I wonder how many of them I could actually identify. Like, oh, this person was, you know, uh-huh. I mean, think of all the people you've come the, across. Well, and there are some people that are really, really good at that. For example, going back to Peter, Every person that we've ever been to dinner with, he could see them, tell you their first and last name and what they do for a living. He has this encyclopedic knowledge for faces. That's why he's so good at picking people, uh, like celebrities out of crowds. Like we'll be, actually this last weekend, we were at the Century City Mall here in LA and I see this couple walking towards me and I was like, that woman is like so fashionable and well put together and Peter's freaking out. He grabs my hand. He goes, that's Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton. Oh, and I was not even paying attention to the fact that it was Gwen Stefani. She looked remarkable and she's, you know, she's been famous for 30 years, 20 years. She is a fashion icon, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, that woman should be a fashion icon. Oh, sorry. She is. Idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Um, But I didn't even, it didn't even register, but he has got that, like that face recognition. That's two things I need to tell you about this. Yeah. One, I, I'm so terrible at that for no good reason because I always I'm pretty good at remembering names, but I just get nervous. I'm so scared I'm going to be wrong, so I have a hard time introducing people that I know well. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what if I? It's even worse if you know them well. I'm like, what if I fuck this up? What have I ever said their last name to them out loud? Uh-huh. What if I say it wrong and we've been friends for years? Sure, you know that's yeah. the thing. Also, the other thing I wanted to say about passing people on the street last night, I passed that actor or not the actor, that model, um, Sean Ross. He's in the. Katy Perry's ET video and also more notably he's got that gigantic prosthetic dick in some video of him like walking out of the ocean you know what I'm talking about I don't know about the dick thing but I do think I know who you're <laughs> how, talking about how dare you not know about the he's dick thing that, he's the black model with albinism right yeah okay um he passed us while we were having sushi last night and very recognizable yeah uh, and the guy I was with was just like <gasps> and I was like <gasps> <laughs> Um, going back really quickly to what you're saying about introducing people. I also have that. I'm sure there's a name for that phobia of introducing people and getting their name wrong. But, uh, I always do. It's probably very transparent, but I have a little bit of a trick where I, if I were introducing you to someone whose name I wasn't, I just introduced the first. I'm like, this is my friend, Mike. And then they automatically introduce themselves. People do that as a courtesy, but they know Uh what you're doing. Oh, I know. I, I know, but I would much rather... I do that too, do but that, like, then, I, I hate know, it because then... I, I wish I would just confidently say both of their names because the, the 
the party that is not getting introduced knows what's happening and doesn't want to risk the embarrassment. So they just offer it themselves. Yeah. If they're, unless they're just looking for trouble and they're like, go ahead and introduce me. To you. <laughs> That'd be so mean. <laughs> it happened to me uh, a couple years ago in New York. I ran into a woman I studied abroad with and we hung out a lot. I knew her name very well, but I just hadn't seen her or talked to her or thought about her in a while. Uh-huh. And I was with um, one of my best friends and I was like, this is Hannah. And this is mm. like, I just like didn't, I knew her name, but I was like, don't say it. It's wrong. It wasn't wrong. I don't know why I had just like stumbled. And she was like, hi, I'm so-and-so. Yeah. <laughs> she took it very well, but I don't know, maybe I was kind of high at brunch. That might have affected it. <laughs> yeah, that could do it. The just enhances the paranoia of getting her name wrong. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> kind of high at brunch. Um, okay, shall we move on to the second entry of the day? Mm-hmm. Great. September 14th, five hours of gangway in what the fuck does this say? Uh, I'm going to try to read it, and then I'm going to let you. Civita- Civitavecchia. Yeah, Civitavecchia. Wow, good for you, memory. Thank you. That's uh, uh, the port for Rome. All, all the cruise ships go to Civitavecchia. Oh, okay. Well, you say that really fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Argentina screwed us. Oh my god, this is the second time in Rome that he screwed you. Uh, or it might have been, I might have conflated the two stories, but... Hold on, I no, because you said it before, I'm going to actually look back. Um... Yeah, so back here on September 6th, you said, this was when I, I thought you were saying Haley instead of Italy. Argentina and Jay swindled me Yeah, to, so they could go into Rome. Yeah, he was really fucking shady. He sure was. Because we've, we've been over this. Everyone knows. Yeah, but okay, so we're it's a week later from the 6th to the 14th, so a week and a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Argentina screwed us. Uh, what does this say? Someone, <laughs> wait. This reminds me, you, Cam just, uh, it'll have been edited out, but Cam used his real name and then... Um, we're like, oh, that's not how people know him. I was recalling a story to Michaela about Argentina, and I said Argentina, and she was like, don't, ew, don't call him Argentina. Like, she knows him very well. <laughs> it's like, I'm not some, like, pod listener. <laughs> uh, that's who he is now. You talk about him too much. Um, Argentina screwed us. Um, a woman I'm going to call Betty Lou showed us the email proving Argentina lied about not knowing it would be five hours when we switched. <gasps> oh, that fucker. Ew, uh, this guy. I swear to God. I remember he just that. Yeah, he doing everything to make me mad. We like switched duties or whatever, and it ended up that I think that was when the Kayla, we were just fucked. It, we A chore that could have been like a quick half hour or whatever became a five hour thing. And uh, Argentina was like, I had no idea. I didn't know it would become that. And then Betty Lou, is that what you called her? Uh-huh. <laughs> shows me literal written proof. That's like, oh, yes, I realized that it will be five hours long and uh, Michael and Michaela will take it. Or oh whatever. my God. Who is this? Who's this Betty Lou person? Um, she was the replacement for uh, Meth Mouth. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so that's... That's just so rude. Um, there was a point where I just I like, could not even speak to him. I was like, you are just such a fucking asshole. Yeah, he's just a bad person. He's just selfish. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he was acting like a bad person. You know I, what? I shouldn't make a full judgment call on him, but he was not acting like a good person in this situation. So it is okay. The audience has made their own judgment, and let's move on because uh, he doesn't deserve any more airtime. Yeah. Um, luckily, Jolly and security made it go by quickly. Oh, yeah. There was a security on these ships is often, except when they're chasing me down um <laughs> because you're delivering breakfast to someone yeah, they're uh, all the ships i've done the security has been super super cool just like uh, they kind of have shitty jobs they spend most of their time just at the gangway sure watching people come and go but they were if i wrote that i must have really meant it i specifically remember this one woman jolly jolly <laughs> i specifically remember what was her name um, 
But yeah, I think we were just joking and making as much making it as fun as possible. Oh, that's nice. Um, on September fifteenth, you went to Pompeii. That's fucking cool. Um, I'm interested to see how you remember it because what you wrote was it. W- well, actually, tell me how do you remember the day in Pompeii? I remember being really tired and being like, okay, cool. I'd like to go now. <laughs> well, it was amazing to see, but I was so tired. I couldn't handle it <laughs> yes. too long. Okay. So I was exactly, oh no. What? No, I love all the phallic things. Oh, uh, but first, first and foremost, how do you think you spell phallic? Oh, fuck you. How would you spell it if you had to right this minute? P-H-A-L-I-C. Two L's, I think. Uh, yeah, but here you just wrote F-A-L-I-C. Uh, all the phallic things. <sighs> Need to get back to the gym. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just giving your old uh, self a, a hard time. I like the connection to all the phallic things. Need to go back to the gym so I can get some more phallic things in my life. <laughs> uh, there is a specific thing that I remember about Pompeii, and it's all the mosaics of like Kama Sutra positions and like the old whorehouse. Yeah, there was, that? there was, yeah, exactly. And there was tons of little, um, just individual dicks drawn on doorways it was like penis here <laughs> it was very strange the brothel specifically had the most stuff had full mosaics but then there were just randomly drawn penises everywhere <laughs> and not by you know tourists. Not, not graffiti artists yeah <laughs> it's, yeah um the, the roman empire i mean that was so sexually charged there's so much about roman history that you know, know all over the place it's just i don't know i mean, thank god good for them yeah good for them with their gods of debauchery bacchus yeah oh, nice um also want to say, I had no idea when we first started talking about doing this podcast that you would have been to all of these fucking places I've been to. You are so well-traveled. Somebody... Uh, stop it. Oh, no, stop it. What? I, uh, just... I, I don't know. I just... I, As I mentioned before, I do... I know. You get embarrassed. I, I, at, like... I, I just find myself hard to listen to sometimes when I'm like, oh, let's talk about this place that I've also no, been. I've traveled. It's great. And it's fun that uh, we have similar experiences because... Honestly, if I had not done a cruise ship, there's no way I would have seen all these places. So you're, it's super impressive that you've made it a priority in your life. I was having a conversation at dinner last night about this very thing. Um, and it's, it's kind of a, I don't want to say a point of contention, but it's a, it's something that I struggle with. I think part of it is my upbringing, like coming from like a pretty humble, like middle-class upbringing. Um, we didn't travel abroad. Um, it was a big deal that my parents paid for me to go to Italy with the Latin club. And I was going to say that earlier. That's, that's a lot. Yeah, it was, it was a lot and it was very generous of them and it really lit a fire under me as far as travel. It was very transformative experience for me. Um, but now sometimes, and I think it's, it's a lot of it is the world of social media, but I almost have, a guilt about traveling too much um, because that's not how I was brought up. And it feels almost like, like ostentatious to, to, to travel a lot. And the, the reason I say that is, you know, I don't post on Instagram barely ever. Um, I, I, I post, what are you doing? Looking up ostentatious. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hold on one second. Mike reaches for his phone. I'm like, am I boring you? <laughs> That did look so rude. No, I'm just... Remember how I spelled phallic? Well, I need uh-huh. to look up ostentatious. <laughs> I can spell it for you. Characterized by vulgar or pretentious display. Designed to impress or attract notice. Cool. Yeah, that's how it feels for me sometimes in that I don't post on online very much. I'm only on Instagram, uh, you know, personally for my personal accounts. Uh, and the only time I ever find myself posting a lot is when we're doing something like having an adventure, going out, having, yeah. you know, it, which makes sense. Like Instagram I'm not gonna... filters just the, the joy moments. Exactly. And, and so, and I want to share those things cause I like to, those are the times that I'm, I'm excited. So it'll be a month or two of just being at home that I don't post anything. And then I post like every day while we're on vacation. And then, so 
then people that aren't spending every day with me that they're sending me messages like, man, are you ever home? You know, and it's, it's never, it's never meant to shame me, but there, well, there's a, a lot of things going on here. You're not going to post a picture of you like doing work in your office for eight hours. It just doesn't happen. So like you're, mm-hmm. they're getting the filtered version of you. That's pretty standard. You, yeah. only, you know, except for the people that like queue up, you know, daily content for mm-hmm. forever, but that's a different way of doing social media. I'm not, I'm um, not doing that in my life. What I find funny here is that this began by you saying, I'm, I feel embarrassed about this ostentatious. Ah. Look at you learning words. (laughs) Although I don't know how to finish the sentence. (laughs) Uh, Talking about this ostentatious display you, you know, project on Instagram and how it feels when you're listening back to these episodes about talking about traveling. But what you did in doing that is talk about how much you travel. (laughs) (laughs) It's not what I meant. No, I don't think anybody sees you as uh, any kind of ostentatious douche uh, i i appreciate that i it, there is part of me just like you know boy that grew up in a farm town in indiana that that has prioritized travel in my life that it is a good thing you I, need we learn so much by traveling you are a progressive liberal functional cool human because you have traveled well i'm sure there's lots of factors but it's important to see the world around you and escape your bubble for a minute when you don't you end up a stupid fucking rep- <laughs> when you <laughs> when you don't travel, uh, no, Just but leave my feelings but, there. You can, but what you mean is small-minded people, um, which is yeah. what we often you know uh, associate with with people that are, are Republicans that, that don't the, understand people that are outside of their the expression. Level. You don't have to be. You're not a racist just because you're a Republican, but if you are a racist, you're probably a Republican. That, Something like that. But yeah. the same with small-mindedness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, Thanks for letting me get that out. I don't know what the the end point there was other than to say sometimes I get a little bit cringy about hearing myself talk about travel or like talking about all the places I've been. And I, in my personal life, when we're not having this conversation, I will continue to prioritize like I want to go to new countries. I want to see new yeah. things. It's just when I hear myself talking about it back, I'm like, oh, God, it sounds a little braggy. Well, you know what? You should enjoy those moments of hearing yourself talk about traveling. I promise it's a lot better than hearing yourself talk about, I don't know weird butt play and stuff <laughs> well let's see if we can get back into the journal and find some weird butt play shall we probably not i'm I'll, really over yeah the you're person that's playing with my butt <laughs> okay september 16th uh you were port manning easy activities but mad argentina for possibly screwing us at gangway possibly Again? uh i bet this is from the previous day um, you did one of the fancy gala nights at a Sicilian castle in, uh, Taormina. Taormina. What? Taormina. Taormina. Okay. Oh yeah. I think I remember that. I've... So sounding out your words in English was hard enough, but sounding them out in Italian, <laughs> like what is that letter? Uh, you sat with five gay guests was great fun crew bar after Aaron is flirting. There were five gay guests. Apparently. Wow. Aaron? Yeah, A.A. Ron. Aaron is flirting. Maybe he'll come back up. I'm pretty good at remembering names, but can't even picture her face. No clue who that is? Aaron. (laughs) I really have no idea. I don't even know an Aaron on that ship. Quick note, after listening through this episode a couple times, it came in me. (laughs) No, mm -mm. that's not what happened. (laughs) I know who Aaron is. A Aaron is. Oh, he came on you in a vision. <laughs> I had no vision because it came in my eyes. <laughs> How many more do we got? I think I'm done. 
I don't think that's a quick note anymore. Anyway, <laughs> he was a straight guy from Spain, and he was doing sound on the ship. Argentina fucked him once. Um, okay. Because Aaron wanted to figure out whether or not he was straight. Wait, uh-huh. what? After Aaron came from bottoming, he decided he indeed was straight. <laughs> like, I don't know how I passed this over. <laughs> Wait, so he was like, can you help me figure out if I'm gay or not? He was like flirting with Argentina. And he was like, I'm not gay, um, but I think you're sexy or whatever. And Argentina was like, there's one way to find out and fucked him. <gasps> wow. Was this when you guys, was this on this contract? No, it was a different contract. Oh, uh, okay. He told me after. <laughs> Hot. Uh, September 17th, acupuncture demo. Got so pissed at Jay for saying that Michaela and I would be doing extra gangway. Um I don't know the specifics, but Jay's, seems like you're spending a lot of time doing gangway these days, right? I think we got real frustrated about that. That's, uh-huh. Yeah, we kept. So Jay is part of that little Mean Girls clique with Argentina. Uh-huh. The Jays, you know, all these people we've talked about before doing mean things, and so I don't know the full specifics here, but I know that they were all like kind of in cahoots, and it was just really annoying to hear it from her, who had nothing to do with it. She was kind of uh-huh. outside this whole realm of duties. So there's like a conspiracy against you guys just trying to get you guys at the gangway so they can all go get go have fun all the time it sounds like. Yeah, and if I'm going to get thrown into any kind of gang situation. <laughs> it's not a gangway. Oh, what what is Did I spell that right? I'm sure this is <laughs> You're going to be doing extra gangbang. Um <laughs> uh, final line here is you had a gay night with K Swass and someone named Joao. 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 Portuguese name. Oh, fun um, is what it says. I think. Yeah. Uh, Kay lived next door to me and just kind of kept to himself. Super, he was that older lead guy singer. Uh-huh. And it was just nice to get the gays together and have some wine and talk shop. That is nice. Talk shop. <laughs> All right. So how's everyone's butthole doing? <laughs> Everyone good? Working order? Uh, any weird dicks lately? Um, As a matter of fact... <laughs> Pompeii. Uh, September 18th, you were in Couture, Montenegro. Is that how you say that? I think so. I've never been to Montenegro. Oh, yeah, I got one on you. <laughs> Climbed Mount Edna. Beautiful oh. sight. Uh, Argentina and both the Jays were being the same as always. Should should probably just let them be and get over it. White Knight and Scategories and Mess. Uh, mess was the dining hall. That's what yeah. they call it on cruise ships. So I... It's categories. Wonderful. But more importantly, yeah, dude, get the fuck over them. Leave. Well, I uh-huh. guess it's hard when they're like conspiring to make my life miserable. My yeah. Michaelis. There's a Mean Girls reference in there somewhere. You just need to Janice Ian your way out of these mean, this Mean Girls group. Yeah, I guess we missed that opportunity to say you can't sit with us when they all got up out of the, at the lunch table. <laughs> it was low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Um, September 19th, you were in Dubrovnik, Croatia. Hey. Um <laughs> Port Manning for Matt. Who's Matt? Pew, pew, pew. Uh, DJ Matt. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he refused, refused to know him as anything but DJ Matt. Um, <laughs> stage door last with uh, the cruise director. Who's in that show, like with us. Oh, so awkward. I know. Um, you got him cards and a cake and Argentina was mad that you did that. Yeah, him. And, so I said before that Argentina was like in charge of our cast and the cruise director is our big boss. And so, and they butt heads the whole time. And we were like, have a great vacation. It was nice working with you. We're not going to see him again. And I guess Argentina was not terribly happy to leave things on a good note. Apparently not. September 20th, Venice! Exclamation point. Couldn't find Lauren. It's Lauren you know. 
the, the dancer? Mm-hmm. We, oh. She was uh, working for the company, too, and their, her ship was ported near ours. Oh, that's so fun. Did yeah. you? Was she someone that you would like occasionally run into, or was this a one-time thing? Uh, no, we actually didn't see each other, but we just both worked for this company, and um, I've known her for a long time. Obviously, we've known her for a long time. But what is weird is she is so quietly involved in my life. She has these... <laughs> Uh, that's a weird wasn't thing. expecting you to say that. <laughs> she had these two strange connections. So the guy uh, from a few episodes ago that I had sex with when Argentina was like, don't go to the crew bar. And I was like, I'm going. Oh, yeah. Remember him? I Hot met Mexican. Guy? Yeah. Like okay. huge. Remember you're like, how is he huge? I was like just all over. <laughs> <laughs> um, he and I met years earlier and i didn't realize when i was studying abroad i met up with uh lauren and she was working with that mexican guy and i met him briefly at a bar and it wasn't until like i think after we hooked up that i was like i knew you oh (laughs) i like saw pictures of us together i was like oh Oh, my god that's so funny and very bizarre and even weirder it happened again that same night that i met that guy Uh i met a different guy a british dude okay who was also friends with lauren um and Years later, on a different cruise contract, just shows you how incestuous cruises are, I had sex with that guy. I thought you were going to say, ran into him at a bar. No. No, rammed into him in a room. You only have sex with people that Lauren... I text her first. I'm like, hey, is he okay? Do you know him? Great. I'll do it then. Um, Uh, Wow, she's a great wingman. She is. And she doesn't even know it. Okay, September 21st, you underlined tides changing at the top of this. Oh, yeah, I was very happy. So the cruise director and Meth Mouth were about to leave together. They oh. were our boss and his assistant, uh, and which means we're getting two new people, which is, you know, it's like the president changing. It just changes everything. It oh, felt, sure. Um, the new whole, leadership from the top. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it changed for the better. And when that happened, like I said, Argentina and this guy had a big riff, so it was just nice to just start fresh and try and get rid of this negative energy totally and also it was exciting to have a young lady with a full mouth of teeth <laughs> um you were off with michaela and kick got so lost again parentheses if you're not lost you're not in venice <laughs> and somebody said that in venice they're like oh i was like i don't know how to get anywhere he was like well that's why you're in venice if you're not lost you're not here <laughs> that's funny he also spoke only in <laughs> super mario talk i don't know <laughs> What is that? You're not lost. You're not here. It's me, Mario. (laughs) I don't know where it was, but somewhere in Italy, I literally saw a bride and groom drive up in a convertible very quickly, screech to a stop. The guy uh, gets out of his car really quickly, runs around, opens it for the bride, and he goes, Oh, mamma mia. (laughs) Just frantic. I was like, this is not real right now. Oh, I love that so Said much. Mama Mia. <laughs> That's great. Um, oh, well, isn't this interesting? Oh, shit. Long talk with Argentina. Finally had sex again. Doing it for me. It's just convenient. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, how does that make me look? Um, What's your opinion on that? Uh, well, that's an interesting question. Uh, I think that if I were, you know... If I were outside listening, which I am, that's my job. Uh, but if I didn't know you, I would think uh, probably good for you. You're making the decision for you. Um, because before you were saying, I'm not doing it again. I won't just be used. 
but it's convenient. You're kind of owning the convenience of it. And you're saying, I'm going to do this because I want to have sex with him. And it's for me, not for anyone else. So Mm -hmm. you, I think because you're making the decision, it feels okay to me. How does it feel to you hearing it back? Um, I guess looking back on the last, you know, seven, whatever years since then and realizing how little sex I eventually would have, that was a good decision. (laughs) Get it all in while you can. (laughs) Literally. But also like, gross. I, so adamantly do not like him in this. He's being such an asshole. So yes, I being such an asshole. Great butt jokes. Um, but he gets something out of it too. And I'm like, I don't want to give him anything. He shouldn't get any kind of positive reinforcement. You do not get my butthole access denied. (laughs) No, you, I mean, it's not, you weren't giving him a gift. You weren't just like, you've never seen my butthole. Well played. Uh, this obviously you weren't doing it just because it was gonna make him feel good. Is what I'm trying to say. You were doing it because you wanted it. You you know. And then I don't know. It's kind of sexually liberating. Like yeah. God bless. Get yours. I don't know if it's in the journal, but I was thinking about this earlier, and I can't believe it didn't come up. Swass. Yeah. I'm familiar. Uh huh. One time he went to go visit his nan. Um, so him and his grandma had a little coffee date together. He met a guy on Grinder, fucked him in the bathroom while his poor grandma waited with her coffee. Oh my God. What Excuse did she think he second. was doing in there? An aggressive shit. I don't know. Oh my God. Uh, that is shocking. That, How do you get horny while you're talking to your grandma? I, I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> That's shocking behavior. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay. September 22nd, a few things going on here. Port Manning, but got off to go to um, the gala night at a weird venue in Havar, Croatia. Okay, Havar is a party island, which is very much like Ibiza. Um, and <laughs> what? They, I don't know, Ibiza's funny because they always it's always used as like the quintessential terrible party douche. Like uh-huh. we were watching that show, uh, The Other Two. And oh, the, yeah. the lyric of this 13-year-old song is like, party in Ibiza. <laughs> it's, but Havar is kind of like that, although there is a really nice part of that uh, place. I didn't realize cruise ships got off there. I took a road trip there and um, from Dubrovnik. No, mm-hmm. before we went to Dubrovnik and uh, we just like went to like a, a like a beach club and sat there and like Dance had wine. And... <laughs> London to Ibiza. <laughs> Isn't that that song? Yeah, and then it's like, Vegas to Africa. Uh, I'm like, why is it city, 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 <laughs> continent? <laughs> should write to the lyricist. I'm sorry. There's probably you like 14 of them. Road tripping to Dubrovnik. Okay, so really quick though. It, I, Wait, I really like Tavar Croatia. But you, so we talked a few episodes ago about how you saw this amazing cellist. Who is like masturbating with her cello. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, she, I saw her in Dubrovnik, Croatia. You saw her apparently in Havar, Croatia. She's doing a tour. Uh are we positive it's the same? I mean, it had I, to be. I her. guarantee you, an electric cellist who is like headliner selling, yeah, like, yeah. like throwing her hair around and like making love to her cello. That can't be a like a big group of people that are putting on these shows. Um, okay, really quick though, the next sentence verbatim: amazing cellist who had sex with her violin. <laughs> <laughs> so she also had a violin on stage apparently that she is having sex with because those are not the same instruments. Wait, oh, I didn't even process what you said. <laughs> I said she had sex with her violin. She's a great cellist. And <laughs> the violin was just there just for the sex. She didn't play that at all. The violin's got a dildo strapped to the top. She's uh, like, hold on just one second. This is also part of the show. Um, 
Yeah, so I'm assuming you mean had sex with her cello. Probably. And then finally, Michaela threw up in Tinder. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. It was this night. I've got a picture of that night sitting on my uh, bed stand. The three of us. I've got a picture of her throwing up on into a Tinder <laughs> on my bed stand. What is Tinder? Tinder is a, the little... If you can't port right up in the city, you have to put an anchor down and take a little boat to the city. Oh, okay. It's okay. like too shallow. Yep. Um, so a tender boat, it gets people to and from. And so this tender boat is full of guests and... Oh, and you're not allowed to be drunk. And she was... I'm assuming she wasn't throwing up because she had GI. So we're not totally sure what happened, but for one, they were plying us with tons of wine. That's the way it goes on Havar. It is literally a party island. I... I'm not convinced that she that something else wasn't in her drink. We'll never oh, know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because uh, there's lots of people around, and she's one of the very few young, attractive women. Uh-huh. And um, just picking up drinks that people are handing her. And you're saying it's in a Ibiza-type town, so certainly. Oh, my God. Party drugs galore. We find out this is supposed to be an overnight, and apparently all the guests had been back on the ship um, at, at like 3 in the morning. So they were like, you know what? We're going to go now. We're going to save the money and go slow. It's not an overnight anymore. Everyone get back. There's like 10 crew members still out and they someone got walkie-talkie to whatever and was like the captain's leaving we have to go you can't do that what were they gonna do chopper you out no fire you for not getting back to the ship on time how um, how would that ever happen how would you know if it was supposed to be an overnight right it was bonkers um captain of the ship is a cocky son of a bitch okay and you already said that he, they're like gods that yeah, they have they've a, been through a lot of training they like they operate like kings lush life yeah mm-hmm. Uh, they get a bonus if they save fuel. To save fuel, you go slower to your next destination. So they're they're able to alter an itinerary. They can do whatever they want because of the captain, but it's fucked. Okay. Like, all the guests are back on the ship, so they were fine in that sense. One guy, one photographer, did not get back on the ship because he was told it's an overnight. Yeah. And so he didn't plan on coming back, and he wasn't with any. There was no way for him to know. Do you remember uh, a few episodes ago you said... Some people told you to watch out for some gay people. Like in a like, good way. Yeah. You, because, and you were friends. excited that gays were coming onto the show. Yeah. Joao, yeah. who we just mentioned, the oh, Portuguese okay. name, was one of those guys. Okay. And the other one was the guy in charge of doing dismissal papers. Okay. Like if the captain so he was went, like HR or something? Yeah. He was like in, in that area. He, uh, so the captain told this guy to fire the photographer. He's like, well, you know, it's fine. We're, we're going to go because, again, the captain will make money if he just fires this guy and goes. Um, that is insane. And what so a piece of up. shit. Yeah. The, but, this cool guy was like, I absolutely will not. That is so messed up. He didn't know. There's no possible way for him to get back. So so he stood up to the captain. Yeah. He was the only guy who, I don't know how it worked out, but it was up to him to, to write up the paperwork uh-huh. and he just refused to do it. Good. So um, how did that guy meet up with the ship again? Do you they know? They didn't leave. The ship didn't go. Oh, you just didn't go. Yeah. <gasps> so he was like, fire him. We're leaving. And he was like, I'm not doing that. We're yeah. waiting for him. Yeah. Oh my God. So all this kerfuffle for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to Michaela. We're in a scramble to go because we think the ship will leave. And Uh if the ship leaves, if you are not in the ship when it leaves, you're automatically fired. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. Whether or not the captain's being a dick. Kick is trying to find Michaela. We also know that when she gets really drunk, she will just go out on the front lawn and fall asleep. Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) Um, So he goes out to, you know, get her back on the ship. I don't remember who the whole group was, but I do know that Jay, awful lead singer, Mm -hmm. was with her on this tender boat. And is rubbing her back and saying, it's okay, let it out. Just throw up. You'll feel better. Do it. In front of guests, knowing full well that it'd get her knowing fired. Knowing full fucking well. She is... There are some, like, Machiavellian villains She's trying in to get her fired. Shit. She's trying to get her to throw up on the ship. So she does. She throws up on the tender. 
in the boat or in, off the side? In the boat, inside oh, the boat. And I God think one, this is, I'm stressed out for her knowing that she didn't even get fired, but still. So the guy who is driving the boat just like got up and put a newspaper on it. <laughs> oh, that was nice of him. Yeah. Did he, he was, work for the cruise ship? Yeah. He okay. was very kind. So we get back to the ship and security who I was just saying is so nice. Uh, she was just like, take her to her room. Just go. We don't, don't give us a reason to yes. breathalyze her. Yeah. Yeah. But they would breathalyze you if you looked mm-hmm. wasted. Yeah. Oh, but shit. awful lead singer was like, sorry, we'll get her out of here. She's a mess. Was like trying to showcase her to security. Security luckily was, uh, were bigger people than this woman. Oh, she was, it was so fucking gross. Oh God. I have never, I, I never knew that you were on the ship with some, like some of these, like, I didn't know I either. Didn't, you know what? Hindsight is everything. Yeah. I didn't know how bad, like looking back at this, I'm like, I guess I only write the high, the highest highs and the lowest lows, uh-huh. but, uh, I didn't, I guess in the moment didn't realize how truly terrible some of these people are, are behaving. Yeah. Just being mean and bad people for being, for, for the sake of being mean. Yeah. Well, I think for an awful lead singer's case, it was just a massive, um, self-confidence and jealousy issue. Yeah. No kidding. Um, Okay, and just to add a little insult to injury for poor Michaela, the next day we had to film little interviews of all the performers um, to show as like pre-show material with clips of us from the shows and, mm-hmm. and like a little highlight reel. <laughs> Michaela's just so fucking hungover. <laughs> and they were like, so tell us about your role. And she's like, um, I, I sing here. Uh, <laughs> this sh- is a ship. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever been roofied? I don't think so. I was one time. You were roofied? Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, luckily, I was with a boyfriend at the time who knew I'd had one drink, and I went from, like, zero to 60, like, fall down, wasted mess, uh, and he knew something had happened, and he, like, took good care of me. <laughs> but it was at a gay bar in Indianapolis, and it was, like, my second drink, and it was absolutely, like, blackout. I remember nothing. So scary. If he hadn't been there, like, I don't know what would have happened, but he was, like, first of all, he was pissed because he was, like, yeah. you were acting like a crazy person. Then he realized what was going on. That uh-huh. is nuts. Like how, what does it take for someone to drug someone else to do God knows what with? Yeah, it is no, no idea. That uh, is um, uh, like sinister. It, like yeah, to, truly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely just poor intent all over the place. Um, anyway, I feel like I should say thanks, Michaela, for <laughs> letting us share these stories. She's a good sport. She's a very good sport. And the only one unmasked or one of, you know, her and Christian. Everyone yeah. else has got a fake name. <laughs> unmasked. Which turns out I probably should have given her a fake name. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late now. It's out in the world. I say she's a good sport, but then, like, she's probably anonymously sending us hate mail and <laughs> creating fake accounts just to let us know how terrible we are. Um, I got on our iTunes the other day just to um, see if we had any new reviews, and I accidentally rated our podcast three stars. So I had to change it. Are you it kidding? Really fast. I changed it immediately. <laughs> are you able to change it? Yeah, yeah. Brings uh, down also, our average. I had never rated our podcast, so asking people to do it all the time and I hadn't done it myself. You can do that, right? The president votes for themselves. Oh, of course, yeah. Speaking of reviews, we, we promised to read a little more listener mail, and we have uh, some good ones. Actually, there's one specific one that I think is super important to share. Uh, can you have it pulled up? Yeah, I do. And this one is a little bit less, um, it, it's it's not a lube story like the last one you read. Then never um, mind. Good night, everyone. <laughs> good night. <laughs> Everyone listens to this before bed. No, uh, we got a, a, a beautiful message um, from a from a listener, um, and the subject is gay Mormon brothers, um, and I just want to read it because yeah. I, I liked what he had to gay say. Gay Mormon brothers, so we're specifically talking about Merlot here. That's the <laughs> reference, I assume. Yeah, yeah. That's So, here. 
Hey guys, I love your podcast. I just finished the lusty month of May, um, which was maybe episode five or something. It's the one my mom is not allowed to listen to. Yeah, it, so that's episode five, uh, where you guys talked about Merlot being a gay Mormon with gay siblings. Just wanted to share my experience as a gay Mormon with a gay brother. I'm the youngest and he's the oldest and we've been roommates for a few years now. He came out to me when I was 25 and I sadly didn't respond well. I wasn't mad or anything. I just wasn't thrilled or excited for him. I feared what this meant for our family. Internally, I was like, shit, we both can't be. Mom and dad will freak. Well, I repressed my feelings until I was 29, and then I started exploring things. Met a guy and fell hard on the first date. We have been together ever since. Wow. Yeah, wow, I was right. Anyway, I came out to my brother six months after I was already dating my boyfriend. He flipped. He and I are best friends and enjoy a lot of the same things, but we kept our dating lives private and still aren't out to hardly anyone because we both worry about how our parents will react. Was that a flipped, like, a bad flip, do you think? Uh, I don't know. I, I think good, because he said then we're best friends and we share a lot of things. Okay. Um, other than me telling my brother that one time about it, we haven't spoke to each other oh, about it. So maybe it was like a flipped, like, this is not going to be okay. This is not going to be. Yeah, maybe. Oh. Um, I, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Um, I knew he was on Grindr because I saw the app on his phone. Oh my God, nothing, imagine seeing your brother on Grindr. Well, listen, nothing would be worse than finding out your brother is gay than matching with him on Grindr. Oh my so God. So I used Growler. <laughs> well, you shouldn't match because that requires both parties. <laughs> That's how I met my boyfriend. Lots of secrets, lots of shame. Can't wait to one day be open and honest about things with everyone. Oh, damn. I love your dynamic together. Supportive, but not annoying. Some great teasing. Great stories, too, that cheer me up. Hope you can continue to make and release the podcast for a long time to come. Yours truly. Written to you from a fake email I created for all things associated with being gay. I'm so in the closet. Oh, I was like excited to thank him for as a really sweet message, but also I'd feel awful. That's tough. Uh, I you know it is. He is in a, a really tough place, and um, you know I, I'm not here to to tell him what to do. But um, I it's I, not an I, advice podcast. No, it's not an advice podcast. But I do hope that someday you know he is able to be open with his family, whether chosen or biological. Yeah, um, it's hard to live a, a life like that. You yeah. want to share your. You want to just live your life without worrying about covering it up. You know. For sure. Um, I do find it really special though that he reached out and that this podcast you know he's enjoying hearing us you know be as gay as possible in his headphones yeah. in the privacy of his own home probably yeah, thank you what, i guess you don't know his name but thank you so much we uh, i'm so happy this means something to you i hope uh, i will say that i reached out to him to make sure we could share this uh you know i, I didn't want to um i don't know give away too much since he doesn't uh you know doesn't feel like he can be out right now um and he gave us permission to read that and he also gave us an answer we were seeing if there were other uh, gay Mormon families, and there are. There also, sure are. I guess not as uh, open as Merlot's, unfortunately, but maybe one day that will change for him. Um, but that reminds me, he was saying that he's getting all his gay content from us. Uh, we got a message from a guy who was listening from his army base. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was saying that there is not enough gay content around him, understandably. <laughs> Doesn't seem like... <laughs> Just drag queen to the base. <laughs> um, and that this was his this was his uh, source of gayness from the outside world. So glad we could penetrate the military, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> um, that reminds me real fast. Do you remember who Aaron Schock is? He was like the disgraced senator from Illinois who was like very anti-LGBT. And now he's... There's about three million disgraced anti-LGBT senators. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's gay, although I don't know if he's out. He's like a total thought. Like he's he's a, a ripped white guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was very anti-gay. He voted against the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Uh, just has an awful track record with gay issues. 
And is he a Republican? Yeah, okay, a, a Republican congressman from Illinois. Well, he came up the other day, like the fucking recurring nightmare that he is, because um, Tom X Chap, that is an Instagram name, he posted something. This guy Tom is very woke. He's very political, and he's always um, he's always you know trying to bring things to the forefront that you might not notice mm-hmm. on Instagram and on social media in general. And Tom grew up as an army brat, and he very specifically remembers that Aaron shock made him feel much less safe on army bases because this is a kind of guy that railed against things like don't ask, don't tell and, and LGBTQ protections in general. Well, Aaron shock was tagged in a photo by some fucking thoughty Instagram influencer. Uh, his name is at Jeremy Cormer shirtless photo, two ripped white guys. And one of them is fucking Aaron shock. And all it says is beach bros, not saying anything about the fact that he's posing with a guy who refuses to apologize for voting literally against his rights. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're posting a thoughty picture just to get likes showing that for pretty white boys, abs are definitely more important than politics in this situation. Like it is Fucker. the most shocking thing in the comments are a who and a half because oh, people are coming for him hard. Any notable people? Uh, I, the one that I have, like, there's a bunch of other influencers, but uh, Elliot Glazer, Alana oh, Glazer's brother. Yeah, of course. He just said, "How the fuck do you sleep at night?" Oh, Which I him. love. But there's a lot of blue check marks that are coming out and being like, "You better fuck good. right off with this shit." And shame is the only power we have. We have to shame people. Yeah, for being- and this piece of shit is only responding to people, only responding to comments that are like, "Look at your abs and looking good, bro," and all that kind of shit. Because the bubble he lives in, where he thinks yeah. that like. He doesn't care about the repercussions of his actions because it doesn't affect him um, because he's a privileged white fucker. And it just one more thing. The other night at work, someone came in and actually it was a really pleasant table. And then he started saying, well, you know, the reason businesses are popping up around here is because of Trump. He's allowing people to have more money. And he's really his wife hit him, literally smacked him, was like, don't you dare. And he's like, I know I'm not allowed to talk. And I was like, no, you're not allowed to think that you fucker. <laughs> he was an old white dude, an old rich white dude. And I'm uh-huh. like. The reason you think this is because you don't ever have to see any of the negative repercussions from this fucker in office because you only surround yourself with people like yourself. Yeah. Just like him. 100%. Well, getting enraged at the end here. Please, please. Someone came for me the other day because I commented on a friend's Instagram post. I love him to death. He's a friend in New York. And he posted something about how the Equinox and SoulCycle owner, like how, like, mm-hmm. there yeah. are more important things. Why are we so mad about a about, gym well, kind of thing? For anyone who's aware that the owner of Equinox and SoulCycle is... Uh, hosting a fundraiser for Donald Trump's re-election. Yeah, and it's a huge high-dollar one where you you pay a quarter million dollars to interact with him. Like, it is insane. So our gay money uh-huh. is going yeah, to and, this I mean, anti-gay. You, we all know the gays love a fucking bougie gym, and they all love, you know, SoulCycle and Nothing's gayer fitness. than SoulCycle. No, nothing's gayer than Equinox Gym, yeah. for sure, the locker room. I mean, come on. So anyway, uh, you know, everyone was kind of up in arms. There's all these people posting, like, their cancellation notices from Equinox, and I mean, like, God bless, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm very here for that kind of outrage because the gay dollars a powerful thing and that's pretty much what i posted on my friend's instagram i was like listen the gay dollar is powerful and it, it is i want a separate thing i want a separate um do not uh, uh what's it uh, you want you want a pink bill no yeah uh, i want a gay note with rupaul's face in the center. <laughs> but they i mean there's all kinds of stuff written about the gay dollar you know that the, they also call it the pink dollar about how important and how huge it can be for an economy when people get the gays and especially fitness brands and especially luxury fitness brands i mean talk about dinks like where they're putting their money, they're putting their money right in fucking Equinox. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, 
when this guy said there's a, you know there's all these people getting detained and being put in detention centers i'm like yes there's enough rage to go around though like i can be enraged at detention centers and i can also be enraged that the fucking owner of equinox is spending gay dollars to fucking reelect trump and Absolutely. that is I, we can all be mad about it all and we should be right uh, but this... we it, when people start shutting each other down about what you're allowed to be enraged about in in this day and age I'm like no 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 you don't know the depths of rage in my heart if you think that there's a finite amount because there's not I got all the rage for all the fucking areas. <laughs> well, shit, I got to get a fire extinguisher for you. No, you're you're totally right. I support this 100%. And you have to, it's really, really, really easy, as we have seen, to normalize disgusting behavior. And the only way to keep it from that is to stay enraged about everything. Yes. Okay. <sighs> Sorry. A cigarette after that. <laughs> I'm all sweaty now. <laughs> Sometimes um, we get political, y'all. It's okay. Should we read like a cute story or no we should just tell people where they can find us online okay first i want to implore everyone to please rate and review us on itunes we so appreciate everyone who's coming back and listening to us week after week and the next best thing you can do is just leave us a note saying that you like the show yeah Uh, and those five stars yeah uh and also follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at mbfj podcast we have an email address right yeah my best friend's journal at gmail.com and also, if you just want to visit our website, uh, it is mybestfriendsjournal.com. Great. Okay, Mike. Until next time, always remember. Phallic. P-H-A-L-L-I-C. <laughs> phallic. Great job. You're spelling at a third grade level. Ostentatious. The word is ostentatious. A. No. You. Just farted a little bit. Oh, jealous. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I need to. I'm a little. <laughs>